0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Before we get started with tonight's episode of Bench with Bubba, i got a few sponsors to talk to you about here. And first, the thequantedge.com, a great new fantasy site for DFS. They just added basketball to their platform. They have NFL, MMA, and they have so much more coming up. Are you getting tired of getting crushed by the pros? DFS players, sports betters, listen up. TheQuantEdge.com has the tools you need to play like a pro. Win our lineup optimizer, injury tool, wide receiver, quarterback matchups, and head-to-head tools. You'll be armed with everything you need to win. Make up to 150 lineups in seconds. See matchups to exploit and compare players to help you make the right decisions you're on the fence about at TheQuantEdge.com. You get exclusive access to industry experts, articles, podcasts, and the TQE community by participating in the premium membership chat. We at Bench with Bubba have a special deal for our loyal listeners. Using promo code BENCHED, you'll get 10% off the season-long subscription, but you have to act fast. You can also get 10% off your first month at thequantedge.com. And If you buy the monthly package, you get all the sports included. So to go by month-to-month, you get all the sports. So go check it out. Use promo code BENCHED for 10% off a monthly package. Um, also, I want to talk to you about Draft. Draft.com. Draft in your app store is a great way to play fantasy sports. They do snake-style drafts just the way you like them. They've added auction formats as well. So much fun stuff at Draft. NBA just kicked off on Tuesday. You got NFL, of course. You got PGA. You got MLBs winding down. You got hockey. So much going on over at Draft.com. Use promo code SD Sports when you check out. and You'll get entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. So go to Draft.com. Draft in your app store. Use promo code SD Sports. For entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. Last but not least, you can give us a rating and review over on iTunes. It would be much, much appreciated. Help move the podcast along even more than you guys already have. With that being said, welcome to Bench with Bubba, episode 127. With Casey Kasem of Fighting Chance Fantasy recapping the NFL Week 6 action and looking ahead a little bit to NFL Week 7. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 127. Going to recap the week six NFL action and talk a little bit about week seven along the way. In order to do so is another friend from Fighting Chance Fantasy. We seem to have a lot of them on these days. There's a lot of good people over there. So I wanted to have her on, and we made it work out. You can find her on Twitter at the TheCaseyCasem. That's with a K and a K, not the uh, the uh, pop icon. But uh, Casey, how are we doing?
2: Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks.
1: Thanks. I bet you've never heard that one before. Sorry. I had, never, I had to ever. Over.
2: That's yeah. pretty much why my name is the way it is. It's not my real name. So, you know, a nickname sticks and you just go with it.
1: I was wondering, <laughs> I was like, wow, did you really get called Casey? Like named Casey Casey with two K's? That's impressive. Can
2: you, can you imagine what my parents were thinking if they named me that? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, they would. They must've had quite the, uh, the adventurous, uh, Time of their life. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, right. <laughs>
1: but, hey, more power to them. Um, a couple questions before we get started. Kind of, um, this is the first year I've gotten to know you on the the Twitter sphere. Um, what kind of brought you to the whole fantasy football world? What do you got going on? I know you you had a bunch of side projects. You're on podcasts every week. What's your whole kind of background? <laughs>
2: Um, well, I've been doing fantasy football for about seven years now. Um, just kind of like in the Twitter community when it comes to talking about fantasy football, but never really was active in like podcasting or writing or any of that stuff. Um, but Ryan with Fighting Chance Fantasy hit me up one day and was just like, Hey, you have you ever been interested in doing something like that? And I was like, uh, sure. I mean, I'm not really, but yeah, well, I, I will take a stab at it. So, you know, he said, it'd be cool. You know, I could do what I want and have fun with it. And I uh, kind of just kept rolling from there. And now here I am.
1: It's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's how it all begins. Uh, you've got to have that chance to go do it and you'll never, you'll never know till you try. I mean, it's a, it's a ton of fun talking sports. So, uh, yeah, it's a good, good community we have out there. Even though Twitter can be a cesspool at times, it uh, is a really good community. So
2: yeah, I mean, for the most part, everybody's cool. So <laughs> just keep yeah. it up, guys. We'll be good.
1: Yeah, no, no. and most people on this show, if, uh, if they bug you, just send them my way. I'll take <laughs> it uh, But uh, let's get into some Week Six action. We'll hop around. We'll start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, the talk of the town, and I, I bit on it for a little bit uh, after the bye week. You know, Ronald Jones is supposed to get the get the the gig. And it's Peyton Barbers and he um out snapped him 41 to 17, I believe, 41 to 12. It was pretty, really, pretty bad. Um, do you believe this is a one week thing? Should we give up on Ronald Jones or are we kind of just in a mess?
2: Man, you know, it's a it's a mess right now. Um, yeah, I was biting onto the whole Ronald Jones thing too. He was available in some of my leagues, people had dropped him in and stuff like that. So I picked him up, you know, got as many shares of him as I could, you know, if he was out there, um, if I had the spot. Um, and then that happens with Peyton Barber. And I'm like, really? Like, could it not go my way? At least I didn't start Ronald Jones. But it was just one of those situations where you're like, this is another one of those situations with which running back is going to be the guy. Like, too many of those this year.
1: Yeah, I was like, I think it was like Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting there and it's in between the 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 end of the late games and getting into Sunday night football. And just going through the box scores, and, you know, eventually one way or another we're going to hit most of them today. But it's like the landscape of the running back position, we all know it's bad, and there's like the elite five or six or whatever. But this past week alone was just so, like, pound your head against the wall. We'll get to Rashad Penny just out of nowhere gets all kinds of loads. Um, we didn't even know about the Niners at the time. What the heck was that, bringing us <laughs> Like, 8 carries. Uh, it was just it, it was it's a wild wild landscape that we'll definitely get into. But um, yeah, Ronald Jones got me good in my home league. That I'm the defending champion and I'm tied for third. And I was facing the second place team. I feel like I'm doing good. I, I, I had Ronald Jones and I, I survived it. I thought until Tyree Kill went nuts on Sunday night. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had Alex Collins on the bench for Ronald Jones. So that that sucked. That sucked a lot um let's go to the tight end position for the tampa bay bucks oj howard like a week ago was going to be out for two to four weeks with a massive injury everybody get your camera break going and then he started practicing this week and then question will be game time decision and they both got touchdowns this week but it seems oj is good to go so um, are we giving up on braid already
2: um i'm not giving up on braid already i think that they can both be effective in that offense uh winston likes you know his tight ends um he had a good connection with Brait last year. So I don't see why that couldn't be the case going forward. I do like OJ Howard a little bit better than I like Cameron Brait, but um, I did a streaming article er earlier today on tight ends and I had both of them in the article because I feel like they're both putting up at least decent numbers with the the way the tight end landscape is right now. You kind of just have to like take what you're given and both those guys have put up points. So why not?
1: Yeah, I don't hate that because you know they're not going to both score touchdowns every week, but in the landscape, it is especially in the PPR league. There's chances they both get double digit a lot of weeks just based on volume alone, like you're saying. And and Winston, unlike Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick looks more downfield and like to his big play guys. Where you're you're right, Winston likes that kind of safety valve, the you know the eight to twelve yard type target situation there. Uh, that could be interesting. And Brate was his guy, so. Mm-hmm. That'll be a very interesting to keep in mind. And, and, yes, the tight end position, I was doing waiver wire stuff before we started recording, and I clicked on one league that has rather deep benches, which kind of stinks for waiver wire use. But I clicked on tight end just out of curiosity, and I clicked the defense really quick because yeah. it was just like, what the heck? <laughs> what is going on here?
2: I have been racking my brain because I do the tight end um, streamers every week, and every week I feel like I give the wrong advice on that because it's it's like a crapshoot. You don't know. You can flip a yeah. coin. So I try to like at least say, look, based on past experiences, both these guys can get you points. So try. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: reality, like week eight or seven, or it's week, week seven now, like really, if there's anybody out there that it's not because of a random injury that just popped up, mm-hmm. I, I want to join your league. Um, yeah. Let me know where the sign-up form is. <laughs> so, that's pretty crazy. Let's go to the Atlanta Falcons. News broke today, and it really made me angry. It really, <laughs> really made me angry because I took a, a, a draft pick on this guy. But Devontae Freeman, who, you know, we knew he was hurt, but it seemed like all reports were he was going to play. Then he's hurt a little bit. And it's not that serious. Apparently, it is darn serious because he's out for the rest of the year. He's on the IR. And we already had a question after this weekend of Tevin Coleman versus Ido Smith. Um, Tevin Coleman out-snapped him, but not by a ton. It was almost – neck and neck. Ido Smith's getting a lot of the, the red zone love. Now that Freeman's completely out of the picture and it's just those two, how are you evaluating uh, Atlanta? And, and if you are looking at Ido Smith, how do you prioritize him in fab this week? Because I've seen anywhere between he's must-add go all in. I've seen, okay, he's good, but don't go crazy.
2: Yeah, I I really like Ido Smith. I, really, I, I was suggesting him last week, grab him now because – if he's out there get him and he's still out there in a lot of leagues um a lot he's probably going to be one of the number one guys that people are going after this week so you're going to want to probably spend more money than you'd like to on a guy that's quote unquote the second running back in an offense but yeah um i wouldn't go too crazy with it but i put in a good portion of my fab
1: yeah i like it a lot uh do you foresee – because it was always weird when it was just Freeman and Coleman. Like, Coleman got his, but Freeman was still that clear number one, at least the way in this era we can consider a number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when Freeman's been out, these guys, like I said last week, are almost neck and neck. Yeah. Do you see now where they can kind of game plan for no Freeman that Coleman takes more of the old Freeman or do you, can, do you have – we don't know. But do you think it will stay kind of neck and neck?
2: Yeah, I think they – are going to keep it the way that it is cuz it's wor- it's working for those guys um they you know the game plan yeah maybe they'll change it a little bit but i really feel like they're both going to put up the same about, amount of numbers that they put every week and can't really go wrong choosing one over the other cuz i think that their numbers are going to be similar going forward
1: yeah no I, I can see that for sure and there'll be weeks where you get frustrated because the other yeah. guy has his big week or whatever that's just like we keep saying, and it gets repetitive, but it's true. It's just the landscape that we're in these days. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's go to Cleveland Browns, where this is a mess. And anywhere you, you, you look, and I know I saw you're coming up on our boy Debo's podcast here in, a, in the coming days. And um, he's been raving about the Browns schedule for a couple <laughs> weeks now. And there's no reason not to. It's the most ideal thing for like four or five weeks now. And, you know, Streeter gets injured over the weekend um Landry's been kind of kind of lost since Baker took over you mm-hmm. got Antonio Callaway who just can't catch a football but they keep throwing it his way you right. got like you got a, a thing called a Damian Ratley never heard of him until Sunday <laughs> he, uh, he uh he went off like had a really good game yeah I thought he almost died at the goal line on one catch but he, he got up and walked away and then Rashard Higgins is actually coming back maybe in another week or so and Baker liked him in the one or two games they played. How do you look at the situation? Because Callaway is likely not available, but these other two, Higgins and Radley, are definitely available out there in phenomenal matchups.
2: Yeah, I would probably take a flyer on Higgins. Um, just because, like you said, Baker seemed to have a connection with him prior to the injury. Um, you know, just, it, it all depends on that team. Is just, <laughs> there's so many teams that are like this where it's just like, Every week, it's something new. You get this guy Ratley, like you said, that nobody's ever heard of, who's coming in and you know goes crazy. Um, if you're deep, deep, deep bench, maybe take a flyer on Ratley as well. It all depends on your league uh, setup, but I probably just hold on to Higgins. Try to—I don't even know if you have to get him right now, but somebody to keep an eye on at least.
1: Yeah, the way I treat a guy like Higgins just because he's hurt is don't go out there on the fab. Like, wait till your fab's over okay. to get the free, free agent pickups. and Like, grab him at the end of the week when your lineup's set. And you're like, okay, this guy might not be important to me. Or, hey, he's kind of a wishy-washy guy in my lineup. He's going to have a bye week. Okay, I can drop him for a Higgins. Stuff like that. But um, it's interesting because I, I just have this weird feeling, and I don't want to pick up Ratley anywhere. I just have this weird feeling he's going to have another big week just because that's what happens. And he's got a phenomenal matchup, so here it yeah. comes. And, it's, and it was weird. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I was looking at the airyards.com uh, earlier today, kind of just going over each team real quickly to see how the distribution kind of went out. And between Landry, Calloway, and Ratley, they almost got the same amount of targets. They were all just like within one That's or two of crazy. each other. They, they spread it out perfectly, but uh, yeah, tilting. And Ratley um, might be
2: one of those guys that doesn't get picked up this week either, just because of how many wide receivers there are that are out there that have been putting up good numbers maybe you give him an extra week just to see how things go and then determine whether or not you really want to take a flyer on him or not.
1: Yeah, I like that. Just because if he's got a starting role in this offense that is going to spread it out, he at least has to be on the radar, I would say. Seattle Seahawks. Now, this was fun because I finally got to see my pick, Doug Baldwin, do something. But that's one week. I'll hold my breath for a minute time. <laughs> Um, the, the, the real question is um, the backfield situation where it seemed like Chris Carson was the lead guy with Mike Davis getting a heavy workload. Carson still got his. He had a, a touchdown call back because of a false start. But the real story, more so in the second half of that game, Rashad Penny got it, got in and, and did very, very well. Um, are we thinking maybe finally the second round pick has his time to shine?
2: <sighs> May- maybe that's one
1: of
2: my- <laughs> that's I mean really answer. I mean that is, that is probably I mean uh, probably maybe kind of sort of we don't really know uh, all I know is really, really all I know is <laughs> my, my girlfriend drafted him in one of the, our leagues because our dog's name is Penny that's why she drafted him and Love she it. dropped him and now she's mad at me because I told her that like hey I don't really think he's like <laughs> there's too many you know there's too many guys there to feed them all. And so there's that. Um, it's going to be one of those frustrating situations all year where you're like, Mike Davis. I had Mike Davis like in so many spots because whatever, a couple of games here, a couple of games there, sprinkle it in here, sprinkle it in here. And that's just how it's been um, since Lynch left. It's just such a toss-up as to who's going to be the guy. Hopefully Penny can get... You know, they spent that, you know, that draft capital on him. Hopefully, they can actually use him like they should. So, we'll see, I guess.
1: <laughs> that, that's kind of where I'm leaning. It's like you, you put a second round pick out there, you think you're going to want to utilize him instead of just saying, screw it, it's a lost cause halfway through a season. Because it, we've taught, like, people have documented how valuable draft picks are in the NFL, and to waste one so fast would be crazy. Um, Pete Carroll might not care though. He's pretty much yeah. got one foot out the door already, and he's looking for a bubblegum deal. I have no idea. So, <laughs> it, 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 you think it's Rashad Penny, and I actually, he's actually out there on a lot of waiver wires right now. So, yeah, he's
2: out there. You know, a lot of people dropped him. A lot of people just didn't drop him at all. So,
1: yeah, definitely someone to keep an Get eye him while on while you can. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mentioned this guy last week uh, on the pod, David Moore. It's kind of interesting because you know, last week came out of nowhere, but then again, he gets targeted a few times this week. It's another touchdown. Um, Doug Baldwin, yes, got it in this week. Tyler Lockett got it in. So David Moore's like the number three. Is that just not enough to be interested in him? Cause he's still out there on a ton of waiver wires.
2: I think the problem is that there are so many, like I was saying earlier, so many guys on the waiver wires that are worth taking a shot at that. He isn't a high priority in that situation, unless you're really desperate or, you know, your bye week you have like half your team. That's on by, and you need a wide receiver plug-in. Then, I mean, yeah, he's probably worth a sh- at least a you know a flex consideration. But I don't know with Baldwin actually doing something last week. Thank God. Um, I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's uh, there's just so many, so many of these guys.
1: Yeah, so many pieces of the puzzle to to figure out. So it will be interesting there. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts to another team that spreads it all over over the place. Another fun (laughs) backfield. Uh, Marlon Mack is back and he just carried the little. I figured, you know, he'd do his thing. Hines would be out of the receiving role. Hines was there barely, if you want to call it that. Um, Wilkins is gone. Uh, Turbin got hurt, which helps. So do we think Marlon Mack's the guy now or just maybe another one week sample where you just have no clue what's going on?
2: Well <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be repetitive over and over when it comes to this kind of stuff but uh they I feel like at the beginning they wanted him to be that guy so it could be th- that case where they're like okay let's just let's do what we wanted to do originally anyway um you know that screwed me over this week because then have him you know I was like Hines let's put him in my lineup because bye weeks and why not um I really like Jordan Wilkins rest in peace to my love for that. Cause that wasn't a thing. Um, but yeah, I think they want to get him uh, more involved and they want him to be the guy, but it just scares me because again, Indianapolis Colts are that same kind of team where they have so many different options. Let's see who we're going to pick this week.
1: Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying there. I think Mac is the guy they wanted all along. I think Hines was supposed to kind of do that change of pace. Receiving guy possibly. So I do think they'll try to stick it off Mac. They can't have Andrew Luck continue to throw the ball this much. It's just not healthy for anyone, especially Mm -hmm. a guy that apparently can't throw the ball really forty yards down the field. So something's still not all right there. Um, I I could see Mac getting you fifteen to twenty carries almost every week, as long as given Turban needs to stay out of the way. But I think yeah. that's a big factor, and we'll get to see that because Hines isn't built for that workload, no. uh, at least carrying the ball. So I think Max, out of all, a lot of these guys, we'll talk about. I think Mac is a very, very interesting pickup this week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of uh, indie receiving options. You know, you could talk about Pascal, who actually had a lot of targets this week and a lot of air yards, if you believe in that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, Chester Rogers is the name of the day with anybody. Is there anything else you're really looking at there in Indianapolis on what could possibly be, be on the free agent wire?
2: I mean, Chester Rogers is probably the guy that me, uh, plus a million other guys and gals have their eyes on if they don't already have them on their team. Um, it's All these teams you're talking about right now, it's just yeah. so crazy with how many guys and how what's going on. I know Ebron has been a guy. Uh, he's actually available in, in a little bit of leagues, which is crazy to me. So if he is available, I'd pick him up. Um, but Andrew Luck is just getting it to the guy who he can get the who he can get it to, you know, like we were talking about the whole, he doesn't need to be throwing it as much. And um, some of these guys that, you know, no name guys, because T.Y. Hilton's out, they're getting the chance to stop up, uh, step up and have that opportunity. Um, both the guys you stated, I, th- I can see Having those games, those big games, it's just boomer bust. Like you put him in your lineup, and he's gonna give you two points, and then you take him out, and he's gonna get you fifteen, twenty points on your bench. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the, the law of fantasy football. So,
1: yeah, especially in this world, because you know, like you said, we keep talking about. It. There's so many of these guys, and there's so many options. And it's like if you have the number ones on these teams, you're good to okay. go. But then after number ones, it's like such a mess. And then in some teams we talked about. There really isn't a clear number one. Like the Colts nope. don't have a clear number one. It's like, like maybe Eric Ebron is <laughs> their number one. Straight. Like they're looking so, like it so, right so, now. Yeah. So it, it is going to be one of those weeks. You just kind of play it as it goes and cross your fingers. Um, new York Jets. They do have a very interesting receiver situation <laughs> now. Uh Quincy a New one's going to probably be out at least three to four weeks with his high ankle sprain. Enter, re-enter, I should say, Jermaine Curse, who stepped in at over 10 targets, had a big week, and in years past, given Sam Darnold was not there, he was that PPR gold with um, in the past of J- Josh McCown. Do, do you look to go to a guy like um, Curse on your waiver wire this week?
2: I do. on um, a couple of my leagues that are kind of larger leagues, he's probably the best available option for me out there, and I think that he's going to be the best available option for a lot of people um i just i feel comfortable with him um in that role, and i feel comfortable i mean we've seen it before from him, and i think that he can come into the situation and 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 make the best of it so um yeah i would i think i would actually if, if you really were in a need of a wide receiver for this week, especially i'd just go out and try to try to get a hold of him off your waivers.
1: And I'll do this as we start talking with more and more guys, but I'll start comparing guys for uh, free agent ideas for the week. Would you rather have a Jermaine curse or a Chester Rogers?
2: Um, I, think, uh, I think I'd rather have curse. Cause I think he's going to get a share of the targets. Um, I don't know. It was just one week of seeing him burst out like that, but I just, I, I don't know. I think I feel more comfortable with him.
1: I agree with you there. Um, what about Jermaine Curse or uh, Chris Godwin at Tampa Bay? Hmm. <laughs> you're making me here.
2: Um, I think here. I think I'd probably still go Curse.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's in for a really good role. I think I, he's going to slide right into that Quincy role like you said.
2: Yeah, so you're so okay.
1: Yeah, you're so okay, exactly. <laughs> um, Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller, um, you know, at first glance, it looks like he had a really bad week, and for fantasy purposes, he did. But when you dig into the advanced metrics of things, um, he actually got his share of what you're looking for from Will Fuller. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I've heard actually some big-time fantasy people, because I'm not one of them, but I've heard some actually say in the right situation, you can drop Will Fuller which I think is a little surprising, but uh, how do you feel about Will Fuller right now? Cause uh, he's basically split what he was his role with Kiki Kuti.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't drop him right now. Again, I'm not one of those big fantasy guys either, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna agree there. I don't think time, the time is to panic right now. Um, you know, yes, Kiki Kuti is there. And, um, He looked he looked good in Fuller's absence, and now that they're both there, it's kind of like now we've kind of got to share duties. But I think that he'll get his, Kiki will get his. Um, He's just having a little bit of a a rough patch right now, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic right now.
1: Yeah, because to be fair, Kiki didn't have a huge week either last week. Yeah,
2: he didn't either. So like, I mean, if you combine them both together, they would have been beautiful. They would have (laughs) been one nice wide
1: receiver. we that's not works. So. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been great. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see. And hopefully they get that O-line figured out because yeah. it's hard for Watson to go deep when he can't stand up. So that's a problem. <laughs> now, I've watched your tweets, not like in a stalking format. Let me rephrase that. Hmm. I've seen your Twitter feed, and I know you're a Cowboys fan. That's so, um So we're talking Dallas Cowboys this time around. And in the preseason, people were raving about Dak being you know, underrated and pretty good. Started out the year, a little sketch. Last couple weeks, much better, especially last week. Do we think Dak is actually back, or is this a kind of a situational thing?
2: Dak is back if they let him run. Um, and, you know, I've been probably the biggest hater on Dak, um, partially because of my love for Tony Romo, partially just because we had that 2016 season where he looked amazing, and then he's just not been up to that standard ever since. Um, if they let him air it out to Beasley, if they let him get it to Jeff Swain, uh, you know, if, if they can continue to do the things, if the coaching staff can get it together and continue, because it's like, we're at home, we do awesome. We're on the road, let's suck. Like, I went to the Houston game when they played Houston and went into overtime, and I was like, we were, me and all the, the Houston fans sitting next to me were like, both of our teams suck. So, like, <laughs> if they can get it together, then, yeah, Dak will be back. But if he can't – if they revert back to same old, same old, throwing it over Cole Beasley's head when Cole Beasley's 5'6", and he's not 8 feet tall, then, you know, mm
1: <laughs> that was that was my next question with him because I agree, Dak needs to run. It is really weird. with Well, Jason Garrett's play calling has been bizarre forever, yeah. but that's another topic for another day. Um, Cole Beasley gets his last week, and it seemed like, you know, he listened to all the pregame stuff or preseason stuff, mm-hmm. and Dak and Cole had a rapport. They liked each other a lot. It, it seemed like coming into the season that Cole could be kind of that, you know, later round flyer in a, in a PPR league. Then it really never materialized. But, again, we kind of go back to it really hasn't materialized for the offense this year. Yeah. Um, we just saw what he did, obviously. He had a very nice week against the Jags defense. It's still pretty good. Is this something that, going forward, we might be seeing more often, or are we still back to what's Jason Garrett going to do on a week-to-week basis?
2: If they're smart, it'll be a thing that we see going forward. Uh, prior to the season, I wrote an article about how, I thought Cole Beasley was going to be the number one guy there and a late round flyer, you know, and I have him still on some of my rosters. I started him last week because of bye weeks and it worked out well for me. Um, But that's, (laughs) it hasn't worked out other, other times that you plug him into your uh, lineup. Um, But they have a really good rapport. And in 2016, you saw that. You saw how, how Cole Beasley went from this guy who was just kind of like mediocre to like, this crazy talent on the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, that was that whole season with Dak and, you know, Dak being the amazing quarterback. Um, So if he can continue to hit Cole Beasley and Cole Beasley can continue to, to use his speed um, that I think it's going to be a thing. I think it'll be a thing. I don't think, I think Jason Garrett knows that he's coaching for his job. Um, There was this whole rumor that he was going to get an extension soon. And then Jerry Jones was like, no, I never said that. And the reporter who's saying that, I would never, you know, I, I, I respect the reporter who said that, but I've never told anybody that. and You can't trust Jerry Jones that much. But Jerry Jones did say last week that Dak was going to get to run the ball more. And we saw what happened. So maybe he's coming around. And
1: <laughs> so we'll see. That would, that would be nice if that was the case. Um, just for fun, kind of an off-the-topic, question here but it involves the cowboys. Yeah. Um, what do you think's going on with Des Bryant right now?
2: Des Bryant, in my opinion, is living the good life. And he keeps saying that he's gonna sign soon, he's gonna sign soon. And it's all in his court and it's all in his court. I think that's just for him to say face. I think he's he's living the good life and um, you know more power to him whatever. You you got the money and you got the time and you want to sit there and you want to spat out at things during uh, games every weekend and more power to you, dude, you know, um, I was the type of person who really wanted him to stay with the Cowboys. And I understand everything that was going on and that he hasn't been his same old self for a while, but I think he's living the good
1: life. He's got the money to do it. That's for darn sure.
2: He's hopefully, I mean, who knows? He could go out and buy another monkey named Dallas and he's got like six, other ones in the bag but
1: True. for now <laughs> that could be a problem um know. let's go to south beach the miami dolphins shocked yeah me. i'm a dolphins fan and they shocked mm-hmm. me i literally thought that was going to be a butt kicking up and down the field oh yeah i didn't even really care about tuning into the game and um they got it done because apparently it's brocktober which i i saw he won when I saw he was starting, I wanted to just vomit. But um, he's three and zero in his career against the Bears. So that's good. Yeah. Um, our, I sadly I think he's better than Tannehill. Yeah. But um, Albert Wilson had a big game. He's had a couple of big games. He's kind of a boomer busty type guy. Um, but he's also one of the top options in their offense. So are yeah. we looking at Albert Wilson, or is he another one of those kind of, I don't know, guys?
2: Um. And you can keep it. You can keep your eye on him. You can put your feelers out for him. You could probably keep him on your bench and 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 hold off a little bit to see how the quarterback situation plays out and how how the targets go and how, the, you know, everything. I was, you know, big on Kenny Stills going into the season. And um, now we've got this whole bird alert thing going on. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and I like it. I like Albert Wilson. And I think the change of scenery has been good for him. Um and, you know, with Brocktober and everything that we're talking about, we're talking about here, you know, uh, I think he had to step his game up. He's like, I got the opportunity and now I I need to step it up. Um, they had the, that whole statistic about Dak versus, you know, Brock and how their numbers have all been similar. So they both decided to have really big games last weekend. Um, so Albert Wilson's probably a guy to just keep your feelers
1: out on. Would you rather have Chester Rogers or Albert Wilson?
2: Uh, I think I'd rather have Chester Rogers. I like because I like luck better than I like the quarterback situation.
1: That's very fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very fair. Um in Miami also the running back situation is kind of a mess. Frank Gore, yeah. Kenyon Drake. Do you care about any one of those guys?
2: Okay. Frank Orr <laughs> Frank Orr has been probably everybody's favorite guy for the last 27 years. He's seems been in like the though. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's got he, every year he seems to uh, like roll back time and and do his thing. Um, I actually actually I've still have him rostered on a couple of my lineups like, you know, I took him at the lot with like a last pick and haven't been able to drop him because I'm like there's not really that much out there to drop him for. And now he's surprisingly getting work that no one could have expected. Um, you might want to just keep an eye on him. I mean, be, you could be like me and just keep him on your bench for a little bit. And then if you're in a dire situation where it's play him or play a guy who uh, is injured or something like that. Um, of course, you're going to play Frank Gore. Um, he just looks but be- He just looks He's 35 or whatever, and he looks like, you know, some of these younger guys out there, which is crazy to me. He's not, He he doesn't have the same step that he used to, but dude's a beast. So just kind of one of those guys that you're not going to start him every week, but if you have to plug him in, put him in your flex and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild that he's actually <laughs> producing the way he's producing. I'm just I'm flabbergasted because so I love Kenyon Drake coming in the yeah. show. Yeah. I have no idea what that's going on down there. I have zero clue. Um, oh, well, yeah, that's
2: isn't odd. that how it is with the uh, Dolphins coaching situation? Anyway, they don't know how yes. to use their running backs. Yeah, the
1: worst, the worst part was coming into the season is uh, Adam Gase flat out says we want Kenyon Drake to carry it so many times to get so many yards, and then that was the worst set of coach speak I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that was unbelievable.
2: I was like, "What are you saying? We don't understand a word you're saying. Just stop talking."
1: Yeah, really, really bad stuff. Just put. put your- <laughs> and walk away um Chicago Bears the opponents in that game Mm -hmm. Uh, Jordan Howard is not good at the moment because his workload Grant Barfield tweeted out today like his decrease in percentage of snaps like week and week and week and Tariq Cohen is popping off in back-to-back weeks he's got that explosive ability um do you play either one of these guys are you uh terrified when you play them how do you feel on this backfield
2: you know (laughs) it's like Everybody's high on um, Jordan Howard. He gets the touches. He gets the runs. And then right after that, now everybody's high on Cohen. It's like it's a back and forth kind of this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Um, people were just talking about dropping Cohen just a few weeks ago, you know, and now he has these big games and he's out there. Um, I really wish that they could use them both effectively, but they're choosing not to do so um, because I feel like they both have a specific role in that offense. If you would just, Sit there and actually do it the way it needs to be done instead of trying to like screw everybody over. Um, I liked Howard going into the season. I drafted him a lot of places. I have him a lot Thank of best ball leagues. Uh, he he's talented. He is talented. You can't you can't sit there and say he's not. And Cohen the same way. I feel like he's a talented guy too. But I've always been higher on Howard. So I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where it goes back to Howard being. The guy, and Cohen's the guy who's just there to you know plug you know plug in every now and then. Um, so that situation scares me right now. I tried to trade for Howard a couple of weeks ago in a couple of weeks. and then I kind of got excited when those trade offers got rejected. Uh, so it's funny I don't how that works. It's funny how that works, you know I'm like, but I mean if, the, if that's when you want to just take these coaching situations and just be like, dude. What are you doing? They're both talented guys, and you're not using them to their full potential. And if I was Howard, I'd be upset. I'd be, I mean, you know, but whatever. I'm not Howard. I'm just some chick who sits behind a computer and spits out – stupid knowledge that doesn't make any sense so
1: <laughs> it makes sense they just try to make it yeah. look like it doesn't make sense you know <laughs> that's what they do we're trying um,
2: we're trying <laughs> Yeah,
1: we're trying and um uh, i was big on jordan Howard as well another coach speak thing was that went south was to the yeah. guy. and yeah. i like terry cohen i think what you said is really good mm-hmm. is that they should find a way to use them both there's no reason you can't um uh, you know, you see a kind of a speedy scat back like Ty Montgomery get out there when they're still a real running back. The the team I compare it to the most is the Chargers did it beautifully this last weekend. There were a yes. ton of snaps where Gordon and Eckler were on the field at the same time. Like, they were both. They were, yeah, it can be done with two talented running backs, and it just makes the defense's like head go that much crazier when you have all these different options to play with and your linebackers aren't there. Yeah, so on and so forth. But um, it would be really interesting if you had to, and this is kind of a just mm-hmm. off the wall question, if you had to have just one of these two for the rest of the year, Cohen or Howard, which one would you want?
2: I'd probably want. Ooh, I almost said Howard, and now I'm like, would yeah, I? I'm in a lot it's of. Really I'm in a lot of. If they could use Howard and Cohen the right way, I'm in a lot of PPR <laughs> leagues, and I would love to have Cohen. But I think Howard, just because I, he was the guy he was the talk you know the talk of the town the guy that was supposed to be the guy and I have faith that he can get back to that if they just allow him to do that just allow him to do that
1: yeah the weird thing is I'm still trusting the Howard side of it just for the fact if you look at the like the snap counts and the actual touches Cohen did it last week I think on 12 touches so he just went off and takes advantage of it that's yeah. his explosive. But there's so many games, you'll see explosive nature like that, and 12 goes for like 35 yards, nothing. So oh. it's tough. It's really, really tough. And it's hard to draft, uh, drop a guy like Howard who you picked up and like, yeah, draft the yeah. like, third round or something the second round. Um, the receiving situation, there's only three real receivers there, which is nice, Anthony Miller, Alan Robertson, and Taylor Gabriel, who great week before the bye when Anthony Miller was out, Anthony Miller's back, Gabriel goes off again. Are we believing in Taylor Gabriel as a pretty viable, maybe wide receiver two-ish guy?
2: I am. Um, I just, I have a feeling about him. I know that's not anything statistically sound here to be like, I have a feeling in him, but um, you know, that's the
1: best analysis though. That's what I, I, I've I've only in recent years tried to incorporate stats. (laughs) I was always a, I watch games. I do this and you can learn a lot by doing that. So
2: I look at the guys and I'm like, you know what? You look good out there. And I, you know, and, and you also get this personal thing. Like I met him at the fantasy football convention and he was like the nicest guy. And I'm like, that makes you want to root for, you know, that's, it, oh, it makes yeah. you want to root for a guy. It's like going to see a band and then they come out afterwards and you get to take a picture with them. It's the same thing. You know, you, then you like that person or those people more. Um, I think he's talented. And I think that, you know, um, in that, Chicago with with you know the quarterback play there you, you've got to have these guys that you can rely on and I think he's one of those guys that Trubisky can rely on get the ball to um, and hopefully you know he'll continue to be that second guy that that you can count him on I, I I grabbed him in a few leagues I know I keep saying that about all these guys but you kind of have to and just hope for the best
1: yeah I like Taylor Gabriel quite a bit I think there's a lot to like there. And their offense, it seems to be expanding more with Trubisky and everything. I think there's a lot to like there. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, their situation has gotten interesting. John Brown uh, was the guy early on. In the last couple weeks, it's really slowed down, and you're seeing two guys burst onto the scene. One, Willie Sneed, take that with a grain of salt, however you choose. But Michael Crabtree has legit interest here. As yeah. the last like three or four weeks, it's continued to grow. In the last two weeks, he's done really, really well. He's been the most targeted guy on the Ravens. He's almost, you know, now if you look full season number, he's almost matched up with John Brown. It seems like, um, Flacco's got a a real interest in Crabtree. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw the picture. I can't, I don't remember who tweeted it out. I should have saved it. It was at the press conference after the game and Crabtree's at the podium still just, you know, got his undershirt on and his eye black still Mm -hmm. on and Flacco's in the corner. Just look at him with dreamy eyes and someone captioned it. I wish I liked something as much as Joe Flacco likes Michael Crabtree. So, um, Amen.
2: What's
1: your, on, what's your thoughts on Crabtree, and if you want Willie Snead too? But I can't trust Willie Snead.
2: No, you know you tried to. You've tried to trust Willie Snead multiple times yes. in the past, and it's always one game here is great, and then you get four or five games that just break your heart. Um, with, with Crabtree, you know he's kind of been there before. He's been that guy. He's been the flashy guy, the guy that you know Derek Carr would target. He's been the guy that you know, has made those big plays. And I think Joe Flacco can see that in him. And, and Joe Flacco's not having a horrible season. And that's in part to knowing who he can throw that ball to that's going to help out um, the offense. And Crabtree is his little go-to, go-to man. So he, I think, I like him. Um, I wouldn't mind having him on my team. I wouldn't mind uh, if he's out there getting him, if he's not out there, maybe even trying to trade for him just to have that extra insurance at wide receiver. Like we've been stating, there are multiple wide receivers out there that have been doing awesome. But I really like the athleticism of, of Crabtree, and I really like the connection that he and Joe Flacco have.
1: Let's have some fun with this one. Crabtree or Chester Rogers? Crabtree. Crabtree or Jermaine Curse?
2: Jermaine curse.
1: All right, so this is kind of where we're standing right now. We have Kearse, <laughs> then Rodgers, then Godwin. Does that kind of sound about right?
2: Yeah, that sounds uh, – I mean, yeah. I would put all of them in the same clump, but yeah. if I needed to put them in an order, that would probably be the order that I would put them in.
1: Okay, I like that. Um, definitely some things to go for there. When we're talking um, running backs – um you know Edo smith we already talked about being out there rashad penny is an option you got the likes of um maybe a ronald jones or a peyton barber probably peyton barber Marlon mack how do you kind of look at that grouping like who do you prefer to go like go for in those like three or four
2: um i think i prefer to try to take a shot on Edo smith just because you know exactly what you're getting with when you go for Edo smith uh all of those guys are, you know, a toss-up, like we've been saying. But also, you know, worth – if you can get them for for cheap or you can get them for a decent – don't go out and get crazy with it. But um, out of all of those guys, I think Ito Smith, in my opinion, has the more set-in role. Um, so you don't have to feel as uncomfortable about starting him every week.
1: All right. So that kind of covers our running backs and wide receivers for week seven. Let's talk quarterbacks. And, you know, there will be some out on the waiver wires for sure. Yeah, for I sure. Heck, Andrew Luck was on a couple of my leagues. I was really surprised by yeah, that. Some people got them, yeah. Like the two leagues he was available, I had Pat Mahomes. I'm like, okay, well,
2: yeah. I can't
1: do anything there. That really sucks. But um, if you're looking to stream quarterbacks this week, there could be a ton of different options. Um, people are going to unfortunately say Eli Manning, which I can't stomach. But, um yeah. <laughs> there will be a lot of different options out there. What are kind of just top of your head? We don't have to look into the numbers, kind of middle packed mm-hmm. guys that you look to target this week.
2: Okay. Um, I have to write a quarterback streaming article soon. And I have a list of guys that I'm like, okay. all of these Perfect. make me want to throw up. Yeah. I have it written down, but they're not up here anymore. So we're just going to have to like go off the top of my head and I've been drinking. So let's see if I can I remember. <laughs> let's see if see I can remember better. who I am. Um, so Mitchell Trubisky is one of them. Um, okay. I don't trust him that that much, uh, and I'm not sure I trust him too much this week. But I mean, he the last two games have looked non trubisky ish so you know I don't know if he can continue that into a th- you know a third week of being pretty decent. But he's one guy. Um, Baker Mayfield's a guy that I think is do something like. He's been good. He's a rookie. He's prone to the turnovers, but give him a minute to kind of just calm it down. He's got a lot of weapons, like we were talking about earlier. Um, If, you know, Callaway can catch balls, that would be helpful. Um, Duke Johnson's getting more involved. Um, David Njoku is my tight end love. Um, Yes. So, um, that's another guy. Um, I think Dak, if he can run, if, if they allow him... if I know they're playing the Redskins and I know that they're not at home and I know that them not being at home is a, is an issue. Um, but if you were in a deeper league or a two quarterback league, um, I even just traded to get him in dynasty. If you can just, uh, take a shot on him, he's a guy, um, always, always your Dalton's and Flacco's are always those guys. Uh, their numbers are rising a little bit as, as it, you know, progresses because for the last three or four weeks I've been writing about them, but, um, those are the guys I can think of off the top of my head. I feel like there's maybe one or two more guys out there, but yeah. it's that's a kind of a it's that's kind of a toss up too when it comes to those guys.
1: Oh, definitely, and I like it. You know, you got Trubisky versus the Patriots at home in Chicago. Uh, Baker against Tampa Bay is always very nice. Yeah. Uh, Dak against the, the Redskins, like you mentioned, but I think Flacco versus uh, New Orleans, like you said, is also a very, very good one. Mm-hmm. And if Dalton's out there at Kansas City, obviously good. So yeah. All really good targets, and most of those should be available. in So a lot to like there. Um, We mentioned tight ends garbage, and I want people to recharge (laughs) anyway, so I don't want to bring those. I want them to go to fightingchance.com. Fightingchancefantasy.com. fantasy.com. Go check those out. Yeah, just posted Um, that about
2: uh, an hour ago. So, yeah, you guys can go check that out. Yeah,
1: go check that out. Click, click, click. Um, And then defensive-wise, I'm a fan of streaming defenses. Off yeah. the top of my head, the one I'm trying to add everywhere tonight on waiver wires is the Indianapolis Colts at home yeah. against I throw pick six is Peterman. Um, yeah. Is there anybody that's off the top of your head or are you just kind of winging it on the defensive side of things?
2: Uh, I like the Colts. Um, that was it. Uh, I'm writing a defensive streamer article, too, and I do not have that in yeah. front of me. I good. know. It's all good. And like I said, I've been drinking. So I. Can't. the <laughs> one thing that I was thinking, I know the Bills have actually been surprising. As a, if you if you look at their numbers, they've actually been a lot better at defense than you would expect. Um, same for the Cowboys; they've actually been pretty pretty decent. Um, there, there are some guys out there. At, there are some teams out there. Um, I feel like the last couple of weeks, though, streaming defense has been one of those things where it's like, <sighs> really, that happened. And and I held on to the Chicago Bears last into uh, through the bye and into last week, and that didn't. Work out too well for me, so I'll take that with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, but I, I'd hang on to them. I think that's gonna be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, they're um, still there. They're still yeah, there. <laughs> oh, I
2: think also the Packers maybe could be a.
1: The Packers are on bye week this week.
2: Yeah, but if you hold on to them, I oh, would see. Yes, yeah. probably. Gotcha. Yeah. Me. Sorry, my bad. But no, I no, have on the fine. one league where uh, we don't do zero dollar bids, so I only have three dollars oh, left. No. So I kind of just have to hold on to them. Yes, do not do that, guys. Yeah, do no. not
1: do that. No, the people, people, Let people. me pick people no.
2: up and let me pick people yeah. up after the facts just
1: Yeah, don't don't ruin leagues people. Um so yes, I agree Colts is one I'm looking at Dallas, I used, used last is. week against uh, against the Jags. And that was good. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch out there. I think Arizona on Thursday night against Denver could be very interesting. Yes, Denver I like the, I
2: like that. That Denver was actually on the list. Of-
1: there you go. I think that's a sneaky one I got the sneaky ones. Everyone thinks Keenum and, you know, Sanders and company. But uh, Arizona at home could be nice. Yeah. Um, well, I think we covered pretty much everything, Casey. Everything. Any final yeah. thoughts on week six, going into week seven? I was going to ask you about Raheem Mostert, but I probably can't even pronounce his name correctly, so I don't even want to talk about him. I had a but, Google um, on when
2: you asked because yeah. I was like yeah.
1: – uh, Well, no, because I live in California. Yeah. I have tons of friends that are Niners fans. I root for the Niners. I was out at dinner last night. I checked my phone. And looked at the stats to kind of see how the the Morris Breda thing was going. And I literally click on Yahoo, it's an R most I'm like, who the heck is this? I clicked on his name It says, I had no clue. I had to ask all my buddies about who the heck this guy was. He's a special teams player he's that got put in because player. he's fast.
2: And that's I like I that. Told. I mean, whatever you it's gotta creative. I mean, that's why the Cowboys got uh, Tavon Austin who's gonna be out this week. Uh he's not playing, uh so they gotta kinda figure that out. Um yeah, I can't, but in in my dynasty league because I'm only in one. So it's my first year, and I had a spot available. After you sent me that, I went and looked yeah. it up, and I was like, I could take a flyer on that. And if it doesn't work out, there's whatever, you know. So, because um, it's so crazy this year, it's just so crazy. I picked the right year to start writing.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was very very crazy. <laughs> well. Let's wrap it up on that one, everyone. Go check out Casey's work at fightingchancefantasy.com. She's on Twitter at Kason Casey Casey with a K and a K. So go check all that out. And uh, this was a lot of fun. I really thank you for yeah. joining me. I'll to talk oh, again sometime.
2: And it was great. I appreciate you letting me come on.
1: Yeah, no, anytime. Uh, good people with that Fighting Chance Fantasy want yeah. to get you on and, uh, and, and see what, what you got going on. And I appreciate all the uh, breaking down the Week 6 action.
2: Well, thank you.
1: All right, everybody. This is Bench with Bubba, episode one twenty seven. Catch you guys later. Bye.